1: You sure are. It's a, it's a Sunday afternoon. You can always tell when we are back here on the air and ready to inform you and clear up all the misinformation about your employment rights, your workplace, a place where you spend 1,800 hours a year. More than your family in a lot of cases, so it's good to know what you know and even more. That's why we do the show each week and have been for years and years. Lior, I want to give the phone number out right away because this is a call-in show. The lines are ready for you to call in with your questions. Maybe you've uh, had a few over the last week or two and you're dying for us to, to answer them here this afternoon on the show. This would be your opportunity. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Throughout the show, we're going to get to a bunch of emails today. It's cleaning out the inbox day in, in between your phone calls and to send one of those along would be uh, would be excellent. It is help at employmenthour.com, but uh, my brother, we always start with the uh, the week that was. What is happening?
2: Well, you know, uh, it's uh, getting towards the end of the year here, John, no. and uh, usually I sit here and I say, you know, things slow down this time of year. Uh, a lot of people go on vacations, uh, companies don't t- uh, tend to make a lot of changes towards the end of the year. They kind of wait for uh, for January to, uh, to do that. Well, not so far. Man, it's been very busy in my office. Uh, I've been speaking with people around the clock, uh, weekdays, evenings, weekends, etc. people that have heard the show, people that uh, uh, learned something and wanted to ask some more questions about their specific situations, or maybe people that realized by hearing the show that, wait a second, I have rights. I didn't know I had rights. I didn't realize right. I have rights, but I do. Uh, and they call and they want to talk, and that's great that's hap. that makes me happy so no no problem i'm ready to talk i'm ready right here till five o'clock to answer those questions so give us a call let's chat let's talk about some of the the solutions that are available to your problems, but of course, you may not want to call today on the show. You may not want to get on air, not a problem you'll call me at the office, you' email me at the office we'll talk we'll give you that information that contact information throughout the show. Just remember there's no bad questions your workplace problems can and will be solved. So with that in mind, week there was a couple of situations that came across my desk. Okay. Now, John, we've talked often on the show about employees needing to go off on a medical leave because mm-hmm. they're, they're sick and the doctor giving, or, or not the doctor, their employer giving them a hard time. Well, this actually can be, the opposite can also happen as well. I spoke with a gentleman this week who was off on a medical leave, uh, but was finally ready to come back to work. He had a doctor's uh, note saying "Yeah, he's, that he's ready to come back to work, and uh, when he came back to work, the company started giving him a hard time. They started asking him all kinds of questions, well, uh, are you sure? How sure is your doctor? We're concerned right. that you can't do your job, and ultimately they said, we want you to go see a doctor or another doctor that they will pay for to get another opinion, uh, and he said, well, no, I don't want to see another doctor. I, I'm ready to work. I feel good. My doctor has approved me. And you know they kept going back and forth and the company was really pushing him and giving him a hard time. That's when he called me. He actually heard the show here on CKNW when he called me and he wanted to know, can they do that? Can they make me yeah. see another doctor? Can they say, we don't believe your doctor? Well, let's be very clear, John, the company cannot do that. Ultimately, what matters is what this, this person's doctor has to say. If his doctor says he can come back to work, he's cleared to rec- to return to work. He can do that. The company cannot question that, cannot doubt it, cannot um, go against it, and cannot make him go see another doctor. As I said before on the show, his doctor, what he has to say, trumps everything. So if you're off on a medical leave uh, and you can come back and you're ready to come back to work, the company has to take you back. They can't doubt what you're telling them or what your doctor is telling them. And if they do, like in this case, it could become a constructive dismissal. It could be a human rights violation. In other words, it's illegal. So I told this person that uh, to try to work it out with this company. But if they keep keep giving him a hard time, we can get him out of there, get him severance, get him other damages as well. He shouldn't have to put up uh, with an employer that really appears not to want him there and is trying to find an excuse not to take him back. So if that happens to you, reach out to me uh, because that would be illegal, John.
1: You know, you, you mentioned off the top of that story, and it's usually the other way around. Usually employers are like, no, no, you ain't going anywhere. I don't care. You're not going off on, on a leave. But this one, it's they don't want him coming back. What would possibly be the reason that an employer is saying, no, no, stay off? Don't they want to get the work out of you? Well,
2: remember, they're not paying him while he's on leave, and they, they may uh-huh. have hired someone that they want to keep, or they may realize, or they may be concerned that this guy's going to be unreliable. He's going to go off again. Right. So they may be thinking, you know, we're better off this person not coming back or at least delaying as much as possible. Uh, And again, the company can't do that. They can't do that. It doesn't matter what's convenient to them, what, what they are trying to achieve. Ultimately, if the doctor clears him to come back to work, he can come back to work. If they don't take him back, that's a termination. If they don't take him back, that could be a human rights violation.
1: It's illegal. They can't do that. This raised any questions for you. Feel free to call us. It is a, a call-in show after all. 604-280-9898. What else you got going on? I spoke with uh, an individual that had worked for a company for, uh, for 10 years
2: and, you know, good employee, never had any prompt. Well, a new boss finally came in. Actually, the business was sold. So, so a new boss mm-hmm. came in, uh, and didn't, didn't get along with this person. So the boss and this person that called me didn't get along, uh, and the boss made it clear that he'd like to have someone else in the uh, this person's role. Uh, wow. He asked him, you know, what he, would he, is he retiring? He's an older gentleman. When he said he's not retiring, he started getting written up. So everything he did was wrong. Uh, he get he'd get negative performance reviews. He'd get warnings about his performance. And again, this is a ten year employee, older gentleman, knew what he was doing. So it was clear that what the company's is doing is either trying to get him to resign out of frustration or potentially build up a case to fire him without having to pay him anything. So he called me. He was very frustrated. My gosh, he was, uh, I think, almost on the, on the brink of a nervous breakdown. And oh. I, I told him, no, that's illegal. They can't do that. It's obvious what they're doing that. I told him to keep records of what's happening. I told him to respond to the company uh, and, and tell them why he disagrees. And if they can continue, we can actually give the company what they're asking for. We can get them out of there. Except uh-huh. that would be a termination. That would be a constructive dismissal. If you're being mistreated, if you're trying to be, if you're, the company's trying to push you out, you know, trying to put obstacles in your ability to do your job, you can potentially leave with severance. That's improper. And by the way, because this appears to be age-related, because they asked him if he's going to retire, this could also be a human rights violation. You can't be fired or mistreated or pushed out because of your age. So this is a, a company, or at least this boss, that's going to ultimately have to pay for his actions. Uh, and I wanted to bring this up to remind everyone that you can't be put in this uncomfortable situation. You can't be let go because of your age. You can't be let go for, uh, uh, you know, for cause if you've done nothing wrong. So there's a, a, lot, a lot to learn there.
1: Well, you've often said cause is what the, you know, the death penalty of the employment relationship, and it's, very, it's a very high threshold, right? And someone doesn't go from being a good employee for 10 years to all
2: of a sudden being this terrible person that can't do anything right. It's clear what's happening here. So, yes, it's very difficult to terminate for cause. And I would say that in this situation, it would
1: pretty much be impossible to terminate this person for cause. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Like I said, we're going to get through the inbox on this show this afternoon. I'll get to one here before we uh, take our first we break. Bill writes in, says, whenever I go on vacation, my boss sends me emails and expects me to answer them right away. I end up doing a couple hours of work a day when I'm supposed to be off on holidays. Is there anything I can do?
2: Well, yeah, absolutely. And you know, th- that's one of the problems when we're kind of connected with our smartphones and our tablets yeah. that there's almost an expectation that if I'm gonna, I contact someone that they'll get it right away. But here's the thing vacation means time off from work and it's a legal term it's not just something that we say so if you're entitled to a certain amount of vacation by law that means you're entitled to time off work time that you cannot be made to do work time that you're allowed to disconnect time that you're allowed to do other things that are completely unrelated to work so if your company is expecting you to do work they're not giving you the vacation at least not all the vacation and that is illegal so bottom line is you're allowed to take off your vacation time, and you cannot be punished for saying, I'm not going to respond. I'm not going to connect. I'm not going to check my emails. You cannot be punished in any way for that. You cannot be threatened. Your vacation can't be taken away. None of that can happen. So what I would tell this person is tell your boss, you know, I'm going on my next vacation. Uh, I'm going to be disconnected. I'm not going to be available, and I'll check in as soon as I'm back. And if the boss that's has what a you problem do. with. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. If the pro- boss has a problem, ultimately, that means, uh, you know, th- there's not, still nothing they can do. So I want our listeners to understand vacation means disconnecting. You have a right to do that. Your employer cannot make you in any way continue to work even a
1: bit while you're on vacation. You can, however, take a couple of minutes off and call us if you'd like. We would love that this afternoon. That number is 604 280 9898 or star 9898 on your cell, you want to toss an email in, we'd love that as well. We'll get to it on there as we get through the stack. Help at employmenthour.com. Lots more the Employment Hour is on the way right here on CKNW. A, a lovely afternoon. you here to take your calls till about uh, five o'clock this afternoon. Again, six zero four two eight zero nine eight nine eight and star nine eight nine eight on your cell. In between that, we'll be taking emails and uh, questions through that source as well. Help at employmenthour dot com. But before we bounce over to another email, want to get to uh, to Trevor. Hey, Trevor, thanks for uh, thanks for hanging on. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Good. What's uh, what's uh, what's your concern, pal?
3: Well, it's not so much a concern. It's just I kind of need. To know what my obligations are as an employer, so I've got a small company. I got four employees. Bottom line is that coming up for Christmas here, things have really slowed down. So it looks like I'm going to have to shut things down for two, a couple of weeks at Christmas time. Given the fact there's no business, but that being said, I'm obligated to my employees. They're full time employees. I pay them <clears throat> basically on an hourly wage by you know eight hours a day, five days a week. So I'd like to know what what uh, what it is from my end that I would need to do. Can I? Do I need to um, uh, create a vacation period of time during that time? And but and that's probably not right because people ne- not necessarily don't want to go on vacation at this time of year, but are, am I obligated to pay through that period? Do I pay them vacation pay? Or what are my obligations as an employer? Great call. We, yeah.
2: No, excellent call. Absolutely. So so let's break this down. There's a, a few options. So first is you are allowed to say, okay, I'm making people take vacation, during that period of time. I know that some people may not be happy about that, absolutely, but legally you're allowed to. Now keep in mind though, some people may have already used up their vacation, so so that may not be an option uh, unless you want to give people more vacation than, than they have. But if mm-hmm. people have vacation, you can make them use it during that time. You probably will have unhappy employees, but you can. Uh, another option uh, may be, to lay lay employees off temporarily now that comes with a risk so you may say okay I'm I'm, I'm shutting down here I'm putting you on a temporary left I'll call you back to work uh, January 15th whatever it is mm-hmm. uh, it comes with a risk that some employees may choose to treat that as a termination and require you to pay them severance uh, mm-hmm. some will have no problem with it so you know there's a there's a risk there but that's certainly an option. Another option is to, to simply say to the, to the individuals, you were shutting down and we'll see you. And I'm not laying you off temporarily. We're simply decided that, uh, for this holiday, we're going to be, we're going to be closer. You're not going to get paid. Some employees may choose to treat that as a constructive dismissal. Uh, so that, that is a, a risk as well. So anything you, you do comes with a risk in terms of having to potentially pay severance. You know, if you and I were talking, uh, a while ago, I would have said one. If you could give people advance notice, so let's say you told them I don't know six months ago, as an example, that we're shutting down uh, for two weeks at Christmas. That may have satisfied your obligations, and you may not have had to do anything else. Another thing to to keep in mind is, you know, this is going forward. Maybe with other people that you're going to hire, is you want to have employment agreements that may say specifically we shut down over the holidays. Because mm-hmm. if that's a term of employment to begin with then you could do that, and there's no problem, there's no risk, there's no surprises. So yeah. those are the options, but they, at this point, because we're so close to, to the holidays, anything you're going to do where people are not going to get paid is going to come with some uh, some level of risk there, Trevor. No, that makes will that make sense, and thank you for that. So yes, I did.
3: I, I actually did indicate that already. I said, look, things are slowing down. <clears throat> I said that about a month ago, and so we're probably going to shut down for sure a week at Christmas, possibly two, but I want to be fair, you know what I'm saying? I mean, they're full-time employees, they expect a salary, you know what I mean, an hourly wage, and I just I just want to do what's right, you know what I'm saying? So. Well,
2: you know, I mean, you know, what's right is, is a personal decision from a legal standpoint. I kind of told you how it works. You may decide to say, I'm going to pay you guys anywhere, I'm going to pay you some of, of what I owe you. Uh-huh. That is, you know, more of a personal decision from a legal standpoint. If you don't pay them, there is a risk That they may treat that as a termination, even though you're only, you're not letting them go. You're only doing this for a couple of weeks. Uh, Because this is a change in the terms of employment, they may treat that as a termination and require you to pay severance. So that could come with some uh, significant expenses to you. So perhaps the best way to go about it is to have a meeting with these employees and and try to work something that everyone can live with, you know, kind of put the law aside for a second and and come up with a solution that's unique to your workplace that everyone can live with. That makes sense. <clears throat> thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Thanks, Trevor.
1: Thank you, Trevor. Appreciate the call. God, I wish all bosses were as, as kind yeah, and no as forethinking as thinking for of this. Trevor, right? Smart guy. Very smart, smart guy. guy. I know he'll do the right yep. thing. Yeah. 604-280-9898 is the number to call. Lisa, you're next. Thanks for uh, for hanging on. How are you?
0: I'm good, thanks. How
1: are you? We're great. we are like to uh, thank you for calling in. What's your concern?
0: Um, I've been providing professionals services to a government organization and I've been doing so since approximately 2014 and I've been doing that as a contractor, sorry, uh, since 2004 Um, and I've been doing it as a contractor but between the years of 2004 and I would say roughly 2017, they've been treating me like a contractor, Uh, sorry, as an employee and I've been doing it as a contractor So, since
2: 2017, you've been doing it as a contractor, but up until then, you were an employee?
0: No, I've always been a uh, contractor, but they've Mm -hmm. been treating me like an employee since 2004. Okay. And in roughly 2017, new management came in, and they recognized um, that this could create problems with them if they continued the relationship that way. So, they made efforts and did things to clean up the relationship, and I started truly functioning as a contractor. And within a year of doing that, they just recently approached me and verbally told me that they would not be renewing my contract when the term <sighs> ended in June and advised me that they were seeking the um, an employee for the position. Okay. So I'm just wondering, do I have any recourse given the fact that you know what I have in existence right now is a a contract that ends in June of 20, 2019, sorry 2018. 2019, sorry, June of 2019, do I have any recourse? Because, you know, they've only been treating me really as a contractor for a year.
2: Well, absolutely. So let me make it very clear. In the eyes of the law, you're still going to be considered an employee. You, you can't magically turn into a, a contractor uh, in 2017, even if they try to make some th- do some things differently. You're, listen, you're either self-employed or you're not, and, and I don't think you became self-employed magically in 2017. Therefore, you are an employee. Uh, And if you are an employee and you're an employee of 14 or so years, by next June, you'll be probably 15 years. So that means if they end the relationship with you come June, you're gonna be owed severance and you could be owed a year's pay, maybe even more than that. So yes, there's no hesitation to me in, in my mind here at all, that you're an employee and you're owed severance. Now, nothing needs or really can be done about it right now. You're still working there. Uh, If and when they end the relationship, whether it's in June or before then, I want you to call me, I want you to email me, Uh, whatever it is, reach out to me and then we can talk about how we get your severance. It should not be complicated. Now, one thing to remember though, is if between now and June you leave, maybe you find another job or or you, you decide to just go, and that's fine, you could do that, but you would be foregoing your severance. So there's a lot at stake for you, potentially more than a year's pay, uh, Lisa, so uh, if and when they end a relationship with you, you and I need to connect uh, right away.
0: But I just want to clarify before I let you go for mm-hmm. the years of 2004 to 2017, I, on paper, I was a contractor, but sure. I was treated like an employee. So, how do I go about proving those types of things? I guess. I'll leave that Listen you
2: all, all, all you need to show is that since 2004 you had a steady job essentially that you mm-hmm. had a job you you, you went there to, to do your work and and you know you've been doing this consistently for 14 15 years that's all you need to be able to show it's that straightforward so unless you know unless this company you work for is one of several companies you work for and that you know you you, you are Truly self employed, which I highly doubt after 15 years, you are an employee and you've been an employee in the eyes of the law all along. Doesn't matter how they treated you, doesn't matter who paid your taxes, doesn't matter what paper you signed. The law actually looks at the relationship and decides is this an employment relationship or is this truly
1: a self employment situation?
0: Okay, excellent. How do I email you to follow
1: up? I will tell you right now, Lisa, no problem. The email is simply help at employmenthour.com. Again, help at employmenthour.com. And the phone number to follow up as well, write this one down. It is 604-283-3123. Before we break here in a minute, I want to get to another email, but I I don't want to squeeze it and rush it. So give me some details, uh, Leor, about the severance pay calculator, because you kind of we're referred to it without saying it there a moment ago with a year right
2: yeah exactly so, so if yeah. Lisa for example wants to find out how much he's owed or anyone anyone at all that that has a job, wants to be uh, proactive and find out how much severance you're owed, severancepaycalculator.com. Again, severancepaycalculator.com. The place you go to to find out, it's easy, it's anonymous, it's free, it takes seconds. Uh, there's no charge, there's no strings attached, it's anonymous, you don't have to put in your name or the company's name. It's there for your information to find out how much severance, how much you're worth, if you if you know what I mean, in the eyes of the law. Uh, we're, we all have a, a value that the law imposes in terms of severance. So what is yours? severancepaycalculator.com, the place to go to check that out. Uh, and if you, certainly if you lost your job and you have those uh, separation papers in hand, uh, before you do anything, before you even read it, go to severancepaycalculator.com to know what you're actually owed.
1: Pretty remarkable. And, uh, you know, truly over half a million people have used this. Not exaggeration, not hyperbole. That is exactly what's going on with that app. So have a look at it again. Free of charge. As Lior says, takes about 30 seconds. Even if it's just for interest sake, have a look. SeverancePayCalculator.com. We'll take a short break. Get right back into it. More of your emails. Help at employmenthour.com. And of course, phone lines would love to talk to you. Like our previous callers have, uh, have called in as well. Lots of room for you. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. See employment hour on CKNW. You bet. You still have plenty of time to call in. Ask your questions here. Lior is here to answer them. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. In that regard, you can also send an email, help at employmenthour.com. Next one up will be Daryl. And Daryl says, I was just given a termination letter that offers me 12 weeks severance after four and a half years with my company. The HR manager says that if I hire a lawyer, the company will feel that I am threatening it and will refuse to pay me that 12 weeks. Does it make sense to contact you in this circumstance?
2: Poor, poor company. We want to be very careful right. not to not to threaten the company. Uh, well, listen, this is this is silly. I'm, I'm I'm joking here because this is absolutely ridiculous. Remember, John, the the company doesn't decide how much severance is appropriate. The law decides that. Yep. So if the company pays the right amount of severance, it has nothing to worry about. It can be threatened all day long. It wouldn't matter, right? Because if it's paying the right amount, then there's, there's no problem. Where problems arise is if a company is paying you half of what it owes you, well, you know what? You need to do something to improve it. And the company doesn't get to say, well, we're going to offer you a lot less, but if you hire a lawyer, we're not going to pay you anything. It doesn't work that way. The company owes what it owes. Now in this situation, obviously I don't have all the information, but after four and a half years of employment, this person can be owed easily six months' pay, even eight months' pay, months. And if he was offered 12 weeks' pay, then the you know what's owed is two or three times more. So don't worry about that. And and by the way, my practice is not to go in there and saying, "How dare you? I'm gonna sue you if you don't improve the severance." Uh-huh. I'd much rather go in there with a very respectful letter and saying, you know, here's what you've offered. Here's what is actually appropriate. We want to resolve this quickly, professionally and amicably. And here's what uh, we'd like for you to do. Most cases we can resolve it very quickly. So don't be concerned about uh, what the company says. Do not be concerned about the company taking their severance offer off the table. It's not going to happen ever. So if you're concerned about that, call me. Let's chat about it. Go to severancepaycalculator.com. No one's going to stand up for your rights other than you. And if you're owed more, you should have more. That's money that you need, your family needs money that you're going to need to have to carry you to that next job. So don't accept 12 weeks pay when you're owed 26 weeks pay. Uh, that's just a bad idea.
1: Daryl, you know the email Because you use it Here is the phone number Again, 604-283-3123 To reach out to Lior and his team When the show is, uh, is not on the air And we'll bounce over to the phones you want to lay us a phone call We'd love to hear from you 604-280-9898 Or star 9898 on your cell In that regard Got uh, got Tom in line Hey Tom, thanks for uh, hanging on How are you? Ah, oh,
0: great, thanks um, I, I worked for a company for 10 years And then I uh, went on a uh, uh, I ended up off of work uh, due to some, uh, a minor, but uh, I, uh, I got tendonitis in my shoulder. I, I, I went to go back to work after everything was all healed up. Company made me go to the, the back Institute to do a functionality test and passed all that. And then they just stalled out from uh, bringing me back to work at, uh, by the end of two years. And uh, I'm just wondering what the statute of limitations is to go back on them for severance pay, and uh, if, if if I could possibly even have
1: a, a case to go back on.
2: So, uh, Tom, the statute of limitation or the limitation period is two years. You have two years from the date that uh, you you ended up not working there. How long has it been since uh, they let you go or since you didn't go back to work?
0: Uh, so it's over two years now.
2: So unfortunately it's a it's a strict timeline it's it's 2 years exactly it can't be two even 2 years in a day so you know the the bad news Tom is that you, you were or uh, you are out of time now in your situation uh, this is very similar to what I was talking about right at the beginning of the show today uh, so if you're able to come back to work and you have a doctor saying you can come back to work they have to take you back they can't put obstacles in your way. They can't uh, decide they don't want you. They can't uh, they come up with excuses, okay? And they would have had to either take you back or they would have had to pay you severance, potentially human rights damages. So there would have been a lot that would have been uh, would have been possible to do. But unfortunately, Tom, we're out of time uh, given the fact that more than two years have passed.
1: Yeah, okay. Perfect. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. But- Appreciate that. Uh, you need to call Liora in any other regard moving forward. That's no problem. 604-283-3123. That is the number to use. And for you, uh, you have still lots of time to call into the radio station here in the next 20 minutes and ask your questions as well. In the meantime, clearing out the old inbox of the email. Next one up. Dana says, I've been off on a stress leave for two months, but don't want to go back to work because I'm afraid how I will be treated. What do I do? Well, you know, first I
2: want to know from Dana is why is she off work? Is she off... Because of something that happened at work, maybe workplace stress, or maybe she was a, a, v- a victim of workplace harassment, and that's why she doesn't want to go back to work. Uh, because if that's the case, then she may not have to. The fact that right. she was mistreated at work, and as a result, she's sick, that could be a constructive dismissal. So she wouldn't have to go back to work, and in the eyes of the law that would be a termination they would have to pay her severance so right right there i would want to i would want to know why she's off now if she's not off for work related reasons she's just afraid that if she goes back to work they're going to look down on her because she was sick well it, in that situation i would still tell her ideally go back to work and start documenting things so if they do mistreat you uh put you down uh, you know exclude you demote you what have you Then keep records of everything. Write notes, keep records, send emails confirming things. And if you can, once you can show that that's happened, then that could be a constructive dismissal at that point. You can get out of there with your severance. So, you know, depending on the situation, she may be able to not go back right now and get severance. Or depending on the situation, she may want to go back for at least a while. And if they do mistreat her, at that point, it can become a constructive dismissal. So I would want her to give me a call. So Dana, if you're, if you're listening, call me. Let's chat about your situation. I want to talk in, with you and find out more about why you're off and why exactly you are concerned about going back to work because guess what?
1: You may not have to. 604-283-3123 is that number, Dana. Now, you mentioned there if she does you know, go back to work and attempt and try to blend back in and see if things are okay, you mentioned documenting. Now, that is key because if it was all just hearsay, her word against the boss's word. Say six months from now, that's going to be a lot tougher for you, right? Absolutely. Now,
2: listen, some things are obvious. Some, you know, if your company reduces your pay by thirty percent, you don't need to document that per se, right? Yeah, it's right. obvious. No yeah. one's going to dispute that. If you've been, uh, you know, moved from uh, Vancouver to, to Surrey, then again, that's obvious. You don't need to document that. But if if what's the problem is more subtle, someone is mistreating you, uh, someone is putting you down, harassing you well they're not going to admit it right they're not going to say yes i did it so it's on you to try to document that to keep records as much as possible so that you have that credibility and that later on you could do something about it you know records always win the day and ideally records that are created at the time so not six months later but when something happens you document you keep a journal you keep a diary you send an email to someone confirming what happened if you do that man oh man you're going to make all your workplace problems so much
1: easier to resolve it is a call-in show. Still plenty of time for you to uh, call in, have your questions, opinion. We'd love to hear from you, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. The email address that we are using today is help employmenthour.com Steve uh, writes in, says, I've been working for my employer for the last five years. They just told me that my job will be ending in six months, but in the meantime, my hours will be reduced from 40 to 30 a week. Can they do that? Absolutely
2: not. They cannot no. do that. Now, a company is able to give advanced notice of termination, and then some companies do that instead of paying severance. They could do that. But if they also change the terms of employment, in this case, they're going to reduce his hours on that, presumably compensation, that's a constructive dismissal. That's illegal, which means he can not stay till the end. He can leave now no. and get his severance. A company cannot change terms of employment. Okay, a company cannot decide that they, uh, they're they going to reduce pay, reduce hours. If they do that, irrespective of the circumstances, that could easily be a constructive dismissal. So that notice that the company gave may be meaningless. So give me a call and don't accept it. Don't continue working uh, because if you continue working with the reduced hours, you may be considered to have accepted it. Bad, bad idea. We're looking at a constructive
1: dismissal. We're going to take a, a short break. Get back into your phone calls. I see you there, Scott. Hang on. And for you as well, you still have time. We still have plenty of space. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. It's the Employment Hour. It's here on CKNW. Yep, still a few minutes to go here. Lots of time for you to call in, ask your questions. If not, we'll get to emails in between those. But uh, thanks for hanging on. We will uh, move over and get to uh, to Scott here on line. Hey, Scott, good afternoon. How are you? Hey,
3: good afternoon. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks.
1: No worries. Go ahead, man.
3: Yeah, question. Um, so let's say an employee is entitled to uh, four weeks vacation a year and uh, they only end up taking three. Is there a legal requirement for banking or payout as well? Do provinces
2: have different legislation on on that as well? So uh, here's how it works. If a company has a, uh, a simple policy, you have uh, Four weeks vacation a year. If you don't take the four weeks, uh, you you lose the vacation time, or you can lose, but they have to pay you vacation pay. So so they still have to pay you out for the time you didn't take. The only way uh, they can avoid that is if in your employment agreement it says that if you uh, if you don't take your vacation pay, you're going to lose anything over and above two weeks. At a minimum, they have to give you two weeks. But if the employment agreement says that if you have four weeks and you don't take it, you lose the balance over and above two weeks, then that's fine. But it would have to say that in an employment agreement. Now, okay. in terms of other provinces, uh, some provinces have other terms in terms of how much vacation you can take. In B.C., it's a, it's a minimum of two weeks. In Ontario, for example, after five years, you can you have to get a minimum of three weeks vacation. But the rules generally in terms of banking and taking vacation, those are the same.
3: Okay. So I guess, thank you for, and as an addendum to that question, um, my company just moved to something called unlimited vacation, meaning uh, you can take as much vacation as as you want. But let's say that same employee who's entitled to that four weeks vacation, as opposed to a new employee, let's say entitled to three weeks vacation, in an unlimited vacation scenario, if they're
2: entitled to at least four weeks vacation and they only take three, is the same rules apply? Uh, no, well, again, if it's unlimited, presumably they're not entitled to an, a certain amount, right? So they can't say, well, you're going to have to pay me an unlimited amount of money. Uh, uh, if, nice. if, if, if it's an unlimited amount, they could take vacation, I guess, presumably as much as they want, subject to whatever the employer approves. Uh, but if they don't, they still have to get paid a minimum of two weeks. So what the the government of BC has done is it's established this floor of two weeks' pay. So so you have to get at least two weeks' vacation. An employer is allowed to provide for more, of course, and most employers do. uh, But anything more than that, the employer can manage pretty much in any way it wants. Uh, Those two weeks are a base and beyond that, and you can't lose that. You can't uh, not get paid if you don't take it. Anything above that, the employer can say, here's how we're going to manage it because we don't strictly have to do it. So if we're going to do it, we'll decide how it's going to be managed.
1: Okay. I see. Yeah, that's clear. That's it. Thank you. Thanks, Scott. No worries. worries. Moving ahead if you want to contact Lior. Any more questions outside of the hour of the show, 604-283-3123. Vacation is always a tricky thing when you try to get people to understand, right?
2: it is it is and you know a lot of employers too sometimes get confused between vacation pay vacation time so right. it can get confusing any questions you always reach out to me you can also reach out to the employment standards branch uh here in bc uh, about questions for vacation pay it's one of the few things you can go to yeah. the employment standards, uh, standards branch about uh vacation pay such as overtime as well uh hours of work can go there for if you lost your job by the way
1: and you can go right here now for the next few minutes, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Another email for you, Lior. Uh, Ron writes in says, I just came back from a disability leave. I got into a small accident at work. My company now says it doesn't believe that I'm healthy enough to, uh, to work, even though I am. Is there anything I can do? This sounds uh, like our week that was.
2: It's exactly yeah, very similar
1: situation. What we talked about on
2: the week that was again, if your doctor clears you to come back to work, they have to let you come back to work. Now I understand a company may be concerned that if you got into an accident that has to do with something with your medical condition. I understand that, and a, a responsible employer should investigate that more. But if the doctor says it doesn't, if the doctor is still your doctor, that is still comfortable and confident in saying that you're able to come back to work, they, there's nothing that they can do about that. There's nothing that the company can can uh, you know d- argue about. So the company has to abide by what the doctor says. They have to let you come back to work. And in this situation, even with that accident, if he, if they won't let you come back to work, if they tell you, you have to go off on a medical leave, if they uh, uh, start putting obstacles in your way that is a human rights violation. Potentially, it can also potentially be a constructive dismissal. So you'd want to call me as soon as possible. Just get something really clear from your doctor saying you can come back to work. If you do that, hopefully that solves it. If it doesn't solve it, get on the
1: phone and call me right away. We will get on the phone now and take another call. We still got some time here. Harinder, thank you for calling in. How are you?
3: Uh, Pretty good. Pretty good. Thank you.
1: No worries. What's your concern?
3: Okay, my question is, um, like, uh, if a person is getting paid uh, vacation pay in uh, his or her every paycheck, then vacation time is it on top of that, or it's one or the other?
2: So, vacation pay and vacation time are different things. So, vacation time is simply time off work. Vacation pay is the actual payment. So. If you get your vacation pay on your check every week, you still have, let's say, two weeks vacation time. It just means you're not going to get paid during that time because you've already gotten paid, right? You've gotten paid on your previous checks. Many companies simply pay you while you're on vacation, but they don't have to. So you get two things. You get time off work, that's vacation time, and you get payment, which is vacation pay. So those are separate things completely, uh, Harinder. Does that answer the question?
1: Oh, I guess okay, sure, yeah. I just got confused there,
3: but I listen to you. I thought probably it's uh, even if you're getting vacation pay there, it's still you have vacation paid vacation time on top of, uh, on top of that.
2: Exactly, exactly. And and what I was saying to the previous caller is that if let's say you have I don't know three weeks vacation a year, if you only take two weeks, then you you uh, you lose the vacation time for that extra week, but the company still has to pay you that pay for that third week. So vacation pay still has to be paid. Vacation time, you actually can lose. Those are separate things. Uh, and if you get paid vacation pay on every check, it simply means while you're
1: off work, you're not going to get paid, again, because you've already gotten paid previously. Harinder, appreciate that call. you want to uh, reach out any more, it is help at employmenthour.com to get a hold of Lior and the team and 604-283-3123. Elizabeth. Uh, next e- uh, email up here says, I've had two surgeries over the past 10 months and had to miss work for a few weeks each time. When I came back, my employer told me that I have exhausted all my leave days and I can't take any more time off. How dare you? Uh, what happens if I need to miss more work for medical reasons? Well, let's, let's be
2: clear here. Uh, you know, this is a common situation where employers confuse the concept of paid time off or paid sick days with uh, leave of absence. So All a right. company may have a policy that says, we only pay for six sick days, and that's fine. So if you go beyond six, uh, six days, uh, they won't pay for it. That's okay. But that doesn't mean you can't be off work if you have a doctor's note. So you can be off work for medical reasons for as long as you need to be, whether it's a few days, a few weeks, even years potentially. If you have a doctor backing you up, a doctor saying you cannot work, the company has to allow you to be off work. They, You still continue to be an employee, they still have to take you back to work when you're ready to come back to work. What they don't necessarily have to do is pay you, okay? So what do you do for payment? Well, the, you may apply for uh, EI, employment insurance. You may also have a disability plan through work, a short-term right. disability, or a long-term disability plan that you can apply for a company may not have to pay you so in this situation if the company simply is saying uh, we're not going to pay you they may be right to do that if a company says you can't be sick you can't take time off to be sick that's nonsense that's ridiculous they can't do that if they do that despite how ridiculous it is uh, ridiculous it is call me i i can uh, set them straight pretty quickly i'm sure
1: got a couple minutes left here i think i've time for brady brady says just curious if it's correct, then I am an independent contractor. I'm a truck driver, and I work for one logistics company, and they own the truck. What am I?
2: Well, we were talking before with a, a caller. I believe Nicole may have been her name. But in any event, if you're working for one company, if you're they own the equipment, you've been doing this for a while, of course you're an employee. And I see this all yeah. the time with truck drivers. When you know a company calls them a contractor or on contract or whatever you want to call, there's so many different uh, names that could be used but the law decides. Remember, not you, not the company. The law decides what you are. And this person is probably an employee. It's very likely he's an employee, especially if the company owns the truck. By the way, even if he owned the truck, he may still have been an employee. So what does that mean? That means he could be owed things such as overtime, vacation pay. And it also means that if the company decides to let him go to end the relationship, he'd be owed severance very common situation with truck drivers and others as well. If you think you're an independent contractor, guess what? You may be wrong, probably likely wrong. The law may consider you to be an employee. If you're in that situation, uh, definitely worth to have a chat with me.
1: Pretty good show for today, sir, and thank you for calling in. Thanks, everybody involved. I will uh, leave you with this bit of information and write it down and use it uh, at your discretion. email that we pulled from today is help at employmenthour.com. You can keep that with you and Lior. The number to get a hold of uh, Lior and his team it is 604-283. 3123. And always first place you go when you're thinking about severance or you got a severance offer in front of you, you do not sign that offer and send it back. First place you go is severancepaycalculator.com. See what that says. At the bottom, there's a contact button. You hit that next and you let Lior take care of it from there. Till next time, it's been the Employment Hour right here on CKNW.